As we all know, students need to feel safe before they'll ever be able to get any real advantages from their time at school. Brenda Yoho, our guest educator on this episode of the Big Picture Social Emotional Learning Podcast, is a heartfelt proponent of communicating through back-and-forth journal writing as an effective tool for establishing students' all-important sense of safety and equally important sense of being seen. Unfortunately, there's a low-level background buzz during our conversation, but if you can get through that, you'll hear some touching stories about the impacts of Brenda's approach during her 20-plus years as a teaching assistant, teacher, assistant principal, principal, and director of educational support programs in the state of Illinois. Brenda Yoho, is that how to pronounce your name, by the way? Yeah, it is. Yoho. It's just like the pirates. Yep. (laughs) Yoho-ho and a bottle of rum. My husband husband was in the United States Navy, so yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, good. (laughs) Thank you for making the time to join us. Um, I know that you have many, many years as an educator, as starting in the as a teacher assistant and becoming your own uh, in charge of your own classroom and then becoming a principal and vice principal. And what else have you done in your career? I was a director of educational support. That's my final, my final uh, hoorah. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So um, we were trying to decide a lot of different things that you could bring to this podcast to share with your understanding about, social emotional and life skills development of your students and we kind of zeroed in on journaling that you found that to be very very helpful for your students um, sense of self-worth for the connection that you had between your students and for what is finally able to get accomplished in your classrooms have I got that right yeah that's true because I use that throughout the my whole career through my transitioning from, el- from the elementary classroom teaching to the assistant principal to the principalship. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. So I do not have much understanding about that process. And the little that I do has a very bad, unfortunately, connotation with me as just busy work. And I know that's not what you mean, but I, I'm really interested and excited about what you're going to do to expand our whole understanding about journaling and the value of it. Yeah, so you can use journal writing absolutely in lots of different ways. And I mean, I think that classroom teachers have used journal writing, you write that connotation of it being busy work. But, you know, it's a way for students. And I think you and I have talked about students, the importance of students having a voice. Mm-hmm. And um, in today's society, I'm excited to see how students are utilizing their voices. Mm-hmm. But many students, you know, they're looking for a way to feel safe, have their voice heard be validated, have a connection with someone. And, and as we're going through their day-to-day operations, sometimes you know, we can miss um, opportunities to really connect with students. And I think that through my, my whole career, I have really reflected just lately on the importance of those times that I've had with students. And you know, one of the things about journal writing, it, it can be used to help children so that um, you have an opportunity to, to talk with them without utilizing um, a lot of time because you don't have a lot of time when you're a classroom teacher mm-hmm. during the day to talk with them. And you, and especially if you're an assistant principal, you're mm-hmm. not able to do that. Mm-hmm. You can't have those, you know, 
long conversations with them, but through a journal writing, you can. And, you know, a lot of our students have um, situations where, you know, they're not trusting with adults. Right. You, know? right. you have to, you know, take an opportunity to kind of build up that rapport with them. So you can u- utilize that journal writing to kind of prompt them to start sharing some things with you. And sometimes you can find things out that you wouldn't be able to, they feel safe to be able to say those things that they wouldn't be able to say to you face to face. Yeah. You know, and. Um, I'd love you to share some of those prompts with us. Sure. So uh, one of the prompts I always um, started with students was, you know, tell me, um, tell me five things that you like about yourself. Mm. You know, and if students are having difficulties with being able to come up with something to say good about themselves, then that's a good indication of of them not having the self-worth like you, were, you started off with talking sure. about. You know, and so as an elementary teacher, I did it with a few of my students that I knew needed some extra care, that they just had those warning signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to name names because in case that they're, they would listen, but... Um, I've had students as adults contact me and that's when I realized that some of the journal writing that we had done really was beneficial and it wasn't really, I didn't know how important and valid they were. So Mm -hmm. I had a student who at the elementary in my classroom, she had been bounced from foster home to foster home. And then she landed with a family and, um, she was going to be adopted by this family. Now I knew this family and um, I thought they were a great family. I mean, I knew, I knew the older um, daughter in the family. I, you know, and I thought everything was just great. Well, you know, sometimes you think, you know, people, and sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't know people. And through journal writing, she revealed to me some things that needed to come to somebody else's attention. Yeah. And so through that journal writing, some things occurred and um, it would just so happen in my career that um, I ended up becoming an assistant principal at the very school that those kids came to. (laughs) Uh So I was able to to still connect with her as we went through that whole process. And um, she was being sexually abused again um, in this family that had um, just adopted her and she had experienced that through foster care. And so she really did not have a, a very good self-worth. And um, she contacted me later as an adult and um, talked to me about how important being able to have the opportunity to write things to me and be able to tell me things that she just couldn't, she, she just needed to be able to write them down and tell somebody at the time she was experiencing them. Yeah. And, you know, so those things are important. Then another young lady, um, I started doing the journal writing with at um, the middle school was one that just wasn't coming to school and um, the attendance was really poor and she was just having a lot of difficulties. And so our journal writing started with just an incentive to try to get her to come to school. Mm -hmm. That was the main focus of that. The goal was to get her to come to school so that she was communicating with me. And that was the reason why we started the journal writing. And so the prompts with her were, um, I'm so glad you came to school today because I want to tell you about what happened to me. 
and I would share things about my goofy stuff that I would would happen with me, you know, that I mm. wore the two different colors of shoes, um, things like that. Uh-huh. You know, just funny things, just stories about me that, you know, and so that would make her laugh and then she would share stuff with me. Mm-hmm. Now that young lady um, ended up, I, I ended up moving from, um, I wrote with her for uh, about a year and a half. She was with me and then I ended up, she ended up moving and then I ended up moving too. I ended up going to a large unit district and um, she ended up contacting me here just recently. About it, uh, it's probably, I shouldn't say recently, probably about three years ago. And um, she wanted, she wrote me a, a, a lengthy, I think it was like three pages long letter um, and wanted to have lunch with me. And um, she still had all the journals I had written with her. Yeah. She kept them all. And she said that, um, she has reread them all and how much she's, she's just read them over and over again. And she saved them because she said that that was a time during her, her, her life where she had thought about committing suicide because Oof. she having so many troubles at home. And, um, you know, and I had made some home visits and, um, had talked with her mom and, um, she had, you know, I even talked to her counselor that she had outside uh, resources. Um, that's one of the things that I did with the journaling in connection with, with assistant principal's position. I did um, a wraparound services with these kids. So um, I changed our middle, our junior high to middle school concept. And that middle school concept is where you, you change your departmentalized junior highs into teams of teachers working together with small groups of kids. Oh, so like three teachers share the same group of kids. Much and better. Much better. Yeah. It, because you can develop a closeness with those kids. And so important. Are, yes. And so we would have team meetings and um, I just developed um, a parent student and school contract. <sighs> and, um, we would meet together and um, it was a, a buy-in between all of us of what we were going to do, our responsibilities and how we were going to support. And the main focus was the child. Yeah. And um, I, I had some friends and some different agencies and we would bring them in and um, I invited them to come in. I made space in the school to have the counselors be there at least once a week and, um, you know, to make it so that kids would be able to have access to that. And parents could have access to that if they needed it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so important to validate, you know, the things that they need. Yeah, and, absolutely. Go ahead. You know, well, I, I think that that's one of the things that we miss is, um, you know, one of the things that, that kids will, will look like that they're just fine and they're going through their day. And um, then the next thing you know, um, you, you've had a child who has taken their own life or you you have a child that um, has done some kind of active violence. Um, yep. There's so many yep. things that can happen with that. And yep. unfortunately, yep. I've, I've, um, I've been in education long enough where I've seen a lot of those things happen. Yeah. And um, I, I, when I moved to the, um, the large unit district, um, when I interviewed for, for that position, my, I, I interviewed with the superintendent and they asked me my question. Their question was, 
why hadn't I, I wanted to move to the, the, the large unit district, which was really not that far from my home. And I said, it's because I was afraid of, of going and losing that contact with families and students. I wanted to have that personal connection. And she assured me that that wouldn't happen. And she's right, it didn't. I still have that connection with the families and the students, even though I had twice the number of students. I went from a building of 300 to a building of 602. Yeah. So um, I didn't want to lose that. So on my Christmas break, I wrote 602 postcards. <laughs> all of my students. And then 35 more to my staff. <laughs> because, you know, we had um, a situation where our students were um, dealing with a lot of poverty. And um, I felt like that I, they probably didn't get a lot of mail. The kids didn't. Sure. And I wanted them to feel important and validated. And so I, um, I wrote to them all. And so <laughs> I think that I'm not sure who was shocked more, my staff or <laughs> the students themselves. I'm not really sure. But we came back from break and um, I had a staff meeting when we come back. And I gave them, I gave my staff um, postcards. So they can use them in their classrooms and told them what I had done. And then I, phone calls started coming to the office that um, kids were carrying around these postcards from Mrs. Yoho. <laughs> and um, so I started talking to the kids and they were, they were just so excited because they thought they were the only one that had gotten one. Yeah. You know, and um, they were sharing it. And of course, they were all comparing to see if theirs were if they were the same, or uh -huh. they were, and they were all different, uh. so, which is hard to do. <laughs> I'm thinking, how much time did you put into this woman? A lot, a lot yeah. of time, a lot yeah. of time. But you know, children are worth it. Yeah. And um, I think it, it left a big impression on on these kids and. Um, and the families, and it was important because I was I was new for them, and um, I wanted to know that I was invested in them. Yeah, and I think that was the first um, bridge that we had to get across is that I wanted to know that they were important to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking um, just um, not to be a troublemaker here, but I'm thinking of some students that I had, or even adults that I know now. Um, that don't have much connection to their own feelings, conscious connection to their own feelings. So I would think those would be some of your biggest challenging uh, opportunities. And I'm wondering how you dealt with those. Yes. And you're right. Um, so some of the kids, you know, journaling is not going to work for them because they yeah. don't to reveal anything about themselves. So yep. Sean Covey, um, he wrote um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. Right. So that's a book that I utilize um, a great deal. And, and in fact, um, I actually had um, a class designed at our middle school when I did the transition from junior high to middle school. We made that into a class as, an, as one of our electives and really started talking with the kids about their uh, emotions and how to get in, in connection with, with mm -hmm. their kids. It was, and it was led by my, one of my social workers. Fabulous. Um, 
So when kids were having difficulties with not wanting to express themselves, um, I had one particular student, just exactly what you're talking about, that did not want to have break down that wall at all. Right. I figured out like to draw. Uh huh. So I got some art um, supplies and started letting him do some art stuff. And, and we started, he started to just bring that to me and I would have him just talk to me about his art. Mm. And, um, I also have a young lady who did the same thing and, um, she was, um, had the biggest chip on her shoulder that there ever was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I worked with her parents and, um, you know, we did, we did so much and, um, we did um, everything to try to get with, with her, to try to help her with through and to navigate through so much. And, and she did have some successes and I'm not going to say she had a hundred percent success, but um, she did um, make it through school and she did um, you know, continue and, and do well. And, and I just heard from her last week. Wow. She messaged me and she said, I just want you to know, I know I was trouble for you, but you were one of my biggest influencers. And she just read, she just enrolled at the University of Illinois and she's studying art. (laughs) Oh, isn't that? Yeah. I think one of the things that I, I needed to hear so many times as a young mother and, and as a starting teacher was that it may not show that you're having an influence. It very much may not show, but don't give up because it is having an influence. And you, you know, that is exactly right. And, and I want to also say as, as an individual, you know, we're talking about social emotional, um, also as a teacher, as a principal, um, when you're dealing with individuals, with children that are having all those stressors, you have those as yourself. Sure. You're, you're, you're taking on that ownership. And I'm going to tell you, I've had to deal with that myself. Um, my husband tells me I get too emotionally involved. And I do. And I, and, um, I have a picture that's hanging in my living room. And it's what was given to me when I, um, when I finished my last uh, principal's position. And it's signed by a lot of the kids I worked with. And it's the kids that that needed me it's not the kids that um were your high achievers it was the kids that socially emotionally needed me one of those kids is deceased now and um i'll tell you his his quick little story he he was involved with gangs and um i had him as a middle school student and one of the things that i i said to him always was that I will never give up on you. The only person who's giving up on you looks at themselves every morning in the mirror, and that's you. So remember, I will never give up on you. I will help you. And, you know, he, he remembered that, and he wrote that on that picture frame. And yeah. he contacted me when he was, he had just turned 18. His mom kicked him out of his house. He was trying to finish his high school degree. And he needed help with trying to get um, a, um, trans transfer to an alternative school, and they weren't they weren't helping him. And he called me, 
And my secretary knew even if I was in a meeting, if it was a, if it was a child to interrupt me. Mm-hmm. So they interrupted me and I got on the phone and he said, Mrs. Yoho, I need your help. And I, I made arrangements for him and I went and picked him up and I took him to school. I gave him my cell phone number. Now this is a child who had been arrested for having a gun and all these other things, but mm-hmm. didn't matter to me because he was trying to finish his high school degree. Yeah. And he said to me, Mrs. Yoho, thank you. You, you never, you told me you would never give up on me. And he says, you've helped me and you've saved my life more than once. I said, oh, honey, I don't say, I haven't seen, no, you have. It wasn't, but a month later, I wish he would have called me one more time. They found him in a car. He had been shot and killed. And I have carry, I carry that weight with me because I think if he would just call me one more time. So even all of your efforts, they don't always end up being a happy ending, but um, you have to try. And these are some of the things that I have tried. And, and um, I feel that a few of my students have contacted me and they've told me that they've worked. And I feel like that um, you have to make a difference and you can't give up. Right, right, beautiful. Um, I know that you're in the process of writing a book now. We can't go into that now. We're just about out of our time. Yeah. But please tell me uh, if you have a title for it and then maybe when it's getting published, we can talk again. It's, it's right now. The title is, unless they change it is hashtag be the solution daily. What is it again? Hashtag be the solution daily. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah, really. It's a, there's, there, there's a, a lot to the title and I, I could go into that later, but there's a lot of meaning in the title. So, Okay, well, then we definitely will set a date and you will contact me when uh, when the time is right for us to have another conversation about your book. Okay. Is that okay? Absolutely. I really look forward to it. Thank you, Brenda Yoho, for all that you've done and all that you're doing and all that you let yourself feel and care about for all the students who have come into your life. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Brenda. Bye. Bye. Do you engage your students in journal writing, or have you experimented, as Brenda did, with drawing upon students' preference to communicate through art? What kinds of results have you experienced? We would love to hear from you. Meantime, thanks again to Brenda Yoho for sharing her stories with us. And we'll be looking forward to her book's publication once it's completed. Do you love the title? Hashtag Be The Solution Daily. Thanks for listening. We are here for you, continuing on our quest to bring you valuable approaches and energizing inspiration from teachers far and wide. Mm -hmm.